0: Even men like Talon Cod occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber.
1: Welcome to the special Dragon Con edition of Star Wars Bookworms. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Gowens, and I had the privilege of being at DragonCon this past weekend. And I was lucky enough to actually be on a few of the panels. One of the panels I was on was the intro to the Star Wars Expanded Universe panel. Uh, This panel was the brainchild of Brian and Nancy from Tashi Station Radio and they did a great job of kind of heading it up and moderating the panel. But I was on the panel as well with um, a number of other Star Wars Expanded Universe enthusiasts and the basic point of the panel was to kind of give a walkthrough of the Star Wars Expanded Universe and give people different options and where would be good places to hop in uh, to the Star Wars Expanded Universe, different standalone novels or comic series uh, just different places throughout the different eras. A couple of us actually recorded the panel and got the audio from it. I know Tashi Station Radio have already released their episode with the audio from this panel. Um, Theirs is completely unedited so if you're interested in hearing the panel in its entirety without any edits Uh, Go check that out. Uh, Our version here at Star Wars Bookworms will be somewhat edited. We cut out some of the just different dead air or bad microphones or just different portions that I thought maybe wouldn't be as interesting to our listeners. So ours is a little bit of a leaner, meaner, I guess, version, you could say, of this panel. But if you have already listened to Tashi Station Radio's version, you've heard all of what you're going to hear here. Um, This is just an edited down version of the same panel. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and take a listen to the intro to the Star Wars Expanded Universe panel from DragonCon 2013.
2: So thank you all for coming. Welcome to EU 101, Introduction to the Expanded Universe. Yay, Yay hooray. I guess we'll start with, uh, by going down the uh, list of panelists. Uh, go ahead and start down there.
3: My name is Brian Novicki. I write for uh, eucantina.net.
4: Tom Hutchins. I'm the Founder and Commanding Officer of the Mandalorian Mercs.
3: James Clark, uh, Administrator of Bobfed.com. Daniel Eisenhower. I'm just a guy. (laughs)
4: Uh,
3: I'll run the trivia contest later.
1: Nice. Uh, My name is Aaron Goins. I am a book reviewer for StarWarsReport.com, and I also am a host of uh, the podcast Star Wars Bookworms.
0: I'm Nancy Schwartz. I write for Tashi Station and I also co host the Tashi Station Radio.
2: And I'm Brian Larson. I also write at Tashi Station.net and I'm the other host of Tashi Station Radio. So I suppose we should start with what is the Expanded Universe?
0: Okay, so the Expanded Universe, uh, abbreviated EU or star, uh, SWEU if you're on Twitter is basically everything besides the movies or the Clone Wars television show, although that is debatable, uh, basically anything that George Lucas was not personally involved in is considered expanded universe. And we'll get, we'll address questions regarding that later considering George Lucas doesn't own Star Wars anymore. That makes everything fun now. Um, so... We, I know a lot of people that I've talked to who want to read Star Wars books and have no idea where to start because there are so many of them. There's a poster in the back of the room with covers of all the adult Star Wars novels as of, uh, yeah, as of June. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot of books. Or there are people who started reading books and then stopped and now they want to start again and they have no idea where to start. So we're just here to help you, give you suggestions of where to start where you won't feel overwhelmed. Um, This book, this is The Essential Reader's Companion, written by Pablo Hidalgo, who is awesome. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should, because he's awesome and he knows everything about Star Wars. (laughs) He read every single adult novel and summarized them all. So if you don't want to read all the books, but you still want to know what happened, this is a wonderful book to get. It also is really good at killing bugs, because it's really heavy.
1: And if you don't feel like carrying it around, they do have a digital version as well you can get. So you can just put it on your iPad, and you don't have to worry about it being so heavy. Yeah.
2: Also, before we go too much further, if at any point uh, you've got questions for us, raise your hands. We've got a runner over here who'll bring a mic over to you. And we'll do our best to answer your questions. So, we should probably talk a little bit about the canon status and future of the expanded universe. Canon being how real is this piece of fiction in this fictional universe? <laughs> Uh, Inside the Essential Reader's Companion is a note from Pablo Hidalgo stating that the most definitive canon of the Star Wars universe is encompassed by the feature films and television productions in which George Lucas is directly involved. But Lucas allows for an expanded universe that exists parallel to the one he directly oversees unless something occurs in a canon project to directly contradict a published source it can be it can reliably be said to have occurred
0: Take into account this book was released was written and released prior to October late October 2012 and everyone knows what happened in late October 2012 <laughs> a lot of uh, people have said now that george lucas doesn't um, own Star Wars anymore, and people like J.J. Abrams are going to be doing the sequel trilogy, and then other people are going to be doing standalone films. What does that mean for the saga and canon? What does that mean for the expanded universe? Um, because for a very long time, the only expanded universe existed after the movies, and now there's going to be sequel movies that are probably not going to be invo- have to do with those books. Um, So the best answer is we don't know, (laughs) Uh, Lucasfilm doesn't know, Lucasbooks doesn't know, Um, and when they know, they'll tell us. Um, In the meantime, uh, we're just kind of waiting and seeing, Um, and so basically saying, why are we going to try to get you to read all these books if they might not count? Well, the reason I use count is because I don't really care about all that because I just think they're good books. So if you care about everything fitting in, um, you might not want to start reading right now.
2: So uh, like we mentioned, we're using the Essential Readers Companion as the sort of textbook for this course. Um, Within the ERC are a bunch of uh, plot summaries, uh, dates in which these books occurred. So that's a great resource to pick up, thumb through, see if you find something you like. But one of the tricky things is there are... A lot of books And many of these books are not good places To get into the expanded universe But there are some great novels That are good places to start And uh, what we thought we'd do Is just go sort of through chronological order uh, Go through different eras Give our picks of good places to start uh, Just based on time frames you might be interested in Uh, So the first uh, And uh, on these sheets you have, these are just our suggested picks uh, that's by no means the only places you can start reading but that's just that's just what we're comfortable recommending. But uh, I think we'll go ahead and start with uh, Before the Republic. This is 37,000 to 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavid and this isn't an area that Nancy and I are uh, too familiar with so uh, if anyone down there has some recommendations or can uh, kind of summarize what's going on in this era and give some books, comics, and games you can recommend for this little chunk of time.
3: Well, what this chunk of time is doing is this is long, long, long before the movies to when the Jedi Order is really just being founded. They're learning about the Force. They're just on this planet Tython completely feeling everything out there. Sith. You know, Jedi all grouped together, the Sith is more of a race than an organization at this point. And the big part that is currently out in the expanded universe for this era is the John of the Jedi comic series by John, o- John Ostrander and with art by Jandr Sama. And I really recommend that because it has some very beautiful, beautiful art. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting to see how the Jedi came to be and it starts moving them towards what we know You know, we see them build their first lightsabers and things like that so it's a good history lesson for the Star Wars universe
5: aren't they called the Jedi too
3: in yeah I can't pronounce that <laughs> or it's, 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 it's different though yeah, it's Yeah,
0: something there's also
1: a novel that falls in that time period by Tim Levin it's called Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void and it's a Actually my favorite novel that I've read so far this year that's come out um, in 2013, I would highly recommend it. It doesn't focus on any characters that you would know, but there's a great uh, female Jedi that it focuses on, uh, Lenore Brock. Um, really cool story, definitely would recommend picking that one up. And it's a completely standalone story, so you don't need to know a lot about the rest of the expanded universe to really get you know enjoyment out of that novel.
0: I think this is, the, this is the newest era. So there's really not a lot um, in it yet except for the Dawn of the Jedi comics in the book. Um, and I, you, I don't think you have to read both to understand, right?
1: No, they, they work separately. Um, although you can, if you do read both, you'll probably get a little bit more out of it, out of the experience, but they, they definitely stand alone. So you don't have to read the comics to understand what's going on in the novel and vice versa.
2: Yeah, so the thing to remember with this uh, before the Republic era, the 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin, it's very much an origin kind of era. Origin stories for the universe, the lore, things like that. So if that sort of stuff interests you, you may want to take a look uh, at some of the offerings there and uh, like Aaron said, Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void is a great book to pick up in that regard.
0: and the next era chronologically is the Old Republic era. A lot of people are familiar with this era because of the video games, um, the Knights of the Old Republic video games, which are very, very popular. Um, one of the only Star Wars video games I've actually played. <laughs> uh, and uh, the Old Republic uh, MMORPG, that's uh, um, pretty popular right now. Um, but there's a ton of other comics and novels and um, um so basically if you're interested in more of the history of the Star Wars Galaxy, um, a lot of, there's a lot of Sith, Jedi versus Sith action. So if that's the sort of thing that you like, you'll probably like this era. Um, I'm going to step back now because I've only played the games. So.
1: <laughs> Does anybody
5: on the panel have like any recommendations from the, the Old Republic era? Uh, the games are actually a really good source. For, for that era. I mean, I know there's a, lo- a lot of uh, books, but I mean, I think EU encompasses, I mean, the game's in, are a big part of that. In this
2: era, I would actually start with by playing Knights of the yeah, Old Republic. Yeah, absolutely.
5: I mean, and the story is, it's like you're watching a movie or reading a book with all you have to read anyway. Uh,
2: yeah, Knights of the Old Republic is uh, a fantastic video game by Bioware, gave, the great people who did Mass Effect, Dragon Age. Is it uh, 2003? 2003, somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: it's on Steam right now.
2: It is. It's, on, it's available on Steam. Uh, that's and on the, the iPad. iPad
0: yeah. and, and the iPad. I totally <laughs> yeah.
2: forgot. They ported it there. Um, even if you're not keen on picking up a bunch of books, at least go play Knights of the Old Republic.
4: Yeah, the, court, or the, uh, the comics, the Knights of the Old Republic comics are pretty good as well. They, um, they kind of lead up almost to the video games in some parts. Uh, you follow a, a young uh, Jedi, Zane Carrick, who's kind of his... Struggles going on during the, uh, the, the I guess you call the Mandalorian Wars to set the Mandalorian team up against the uh, the Republic, but it's um, it's I thought it was you know pretty good pretty good line of comics. Um, of course, like any comics, it's always got its ups and downs. But uh, you kind of find out you know about about uh, Darth Revan before Darth Revan is Darth Revan. You find out about who these guys come up you know end up being later on in the future. But it's kind of a nice prequel to some of the stuff that goes on in Knights of the Old Republic. And it's Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, question over there.
2: Yes, my question is, would you suggest um, people to read the Darth Bane trilogies to learn a little bit more about the Sith and the rule of Two?
0: Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Um, So if you read uh, the novels and comics or play the games that take place in this era, it's very different from what you see in... Uh, Phantom Menace and the rest of the prequels as far as how the Sith are organized um, and the Darth Bane trilogy basically explains how the whole ru- rule of two there's only one master and one apprentice in the Sith, how that started um, Darth Bane was the Sith that started that um, and uh, these novels are pretty popular they're by uh, Drew Karpyshyn,
2: One of the writers at Bioware who was working on uh, Knights of the Old Republic and some other uh, material they've been working on through the years
0: yeah, but that's a trilogy, um, I, and I'd say the, Darth, the first Darth Bane book, Path of Destruction, is a pretty good place to start off. Um, it's a little bit farther in the timeline, so again, you don't really need to know a lot to pick up. Yeah.
5: The, the poster boy, though, for, the, for this era is definitely Darth Revan, though. I yes, mean, absolutely. He is, I mean, I'd say he's one of the most popular characters in, in Star Wars uh, EU, and he comes from this era. So if you don't know who he is now, uh, people who are unfamiliar, you, you will.
0: <laughs> don't go. Don't go read Wikipedia. Yeah. Don't don't Ray read, read about box.
5: Dark
2: Driven. Don't do We're it. not going to
5: tell you anything don't about it. Don't do it. Him, <laughs> what, <laughs> you, what
2: you should do is grab your iPads, go onto the Apple <laughs> Store, give them ten dollars. And uh, get yourself a ported
4: copy of Knights of the Old Republic yeah. and play that.
5: And discover one of your new favorite Star Wars characters.
4: <laughs> Darth Malak's another good one. He's another another fairly popular Sith. This time you know, that you find out about.
5: You know what? I, I found out actually the lineage of his name. Yeah. Darth Malak or Malach is Hebrew for angel. So he's a fallen angel. Hmm. So.
4: It says he was once a Jedi. Who he is, but if you read the comics, you'll find out who he is. Oh, well, question, <laughs> over,
2: question over here and then one over there.
4: I was just going to make an observation about some of the,
5: uh, the uh, Star Wars, and Knights of the Old Republic stuff and the uh, MMO. If you do go back and play through the single-player games, even if you're not interested in playing the MMO for a long term, it's worth it to get to the mid-levels on that because it continues the Revit story. and
4: uh-huh.
5: gives you kind of a near-canonical take on how the and stuff plays out. Which is and, weird, but... Which is kind of neat. <laughs> I mean, it's neat, but weird and...
0: Right, because it might not necessarily
5: flow with the original. Right. But anyways, there's also a nice uh, timeline if you're not interested in playing the games. You can go on the uh, Nice the Old Republic website and probably watch like a, a video animation thing that lasts for nearly an hour oh, and yeah. takes you through means in the, the timeline step by step. I mean, if you could go on a YouTube binge and be there all day and night watching KOTOR videos of conversations with Kandra Sordo and HK47, so... Of course,
2: and, I, I'm just trying to get you all to play one of the finest video games ever made, so...
0: HK47 will be one of your favorite characters after That's you play true. the game.
2: He makes several appearances in later
5: games. Yeah. <laughs> and and quick... So sorry. I was just say, if you're not into playing the
1: video games, there is a Darth Revan novel as well. hmm that, you know, if you're more into just reading the books,
2: you can pick that up as well. And question over here. Um, less a question, more an observation. Um, Knights of the Old Republic 2 often gets ignored. I mean, it was unfinished, but very, very worthwhile if you're interested in the Sith and well, the I, I, Yeah, I absolutely would recommend playing Knights of the Old Republic 2. Uh, for the sake of this panel, we're more discussing ah, uh, great starting points for eras. But if you've played Knights of the Old Republic, it's worth playing Knights of the Old Republic 2. Uh, it's not as polished a game, but there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff to uh, mine out of it.
0: Yeah, if you go to celebration, if you go to any of the Star Wars celebrations, at least being familiar with Knights of the Old Republic 2 is good because you'll know who Darth Niels is. <laughs> and that's the only reason I'm like I know him. There's He's from of Knights of the Republic.
3: One more thing from this era, if you're completely uninterested in Night City of the Old Republic and video games and things like that, there's a book by John Jackson Miller called Night Errant that is a really strong book about a female character, which we don't get a ton in the EU, and I'm sure you guys will talk more about it at your Women and Minorities panel. Night Errant by John Jackson Miller is one of my favorite expanded universe books ever, and this is an era that I usually don't care about at all, so I definitely recommend Night Errant.
2: So the uh, next era we'd obviously hit is uh, Rise of the Empire, uh, 67 years before the uh, Battle of Yavin to uh, zero, or right up to that point. Um, Obvious. There's some pretty obvious material in this era. Yeah.
0: Well, it was kind of hard picking out major storylines, because if you've seen the prequels, you pretty much know what the major storylines are. Um, But there's a ton of stuff about the Clone Wars. Um, I'm going to toss it over to you, because, you know. (laughs)
1: well there is there is a lot of um when the the new movies were coming out well the prequels were coming out um lucas books really focused on that era and released a lot of material um they did a really good job of keeping everything in line like uh they gave us very specific dates and things like that which for me kept it very interesting um then the clone wars tv show came along and kind of changed that timeline um, some of the stories still still stand pretty strong, but there's definitely some stories uh, specifically about Anakin's knighthood or when he got his scar and things like that that kind of change when the Clone Wars television show came out. But there is a, a lot of great material in that era. Uh, the, the Republic comic series is actually one of my favorite comic series. A lot of it was done by uh, John Ostrander and Jan Dersma. Um Great characters like Quinlan Vos, was, he was introduced in that era, who's become a, a big fan favorite in the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Um, so even though some of those stories conflict with the, the Clone Wars, I would still recommend picking them up. They're, they're great reads uh, if you're into comics. Um, anyone
5: else have any other... Yeah, if there's any Boba or Jango Fed fans, they also have the Open Seasons comic series in this t- part of the, uh, the timeline. Uh, they made those to coincide with uh, the Bounty Hunter game that came out right before Episode Two, which was uh, a lot of fun. It's what PlayStation Two, I think, that was on. And uh, the Open Season comics is a four-four uh, issue series and goes through uh, Jango Fett's uh, joining of the Mandalorians, and and it also cleans up uh, the original storyline that Boba Fett had, where he was originally Jaster Mareel. So you meet Jaster Mareel, and you figure out kind of where all those characters fit in, in the in the finalized version of that story. So that's pretty interesting.
4: You've also got the uh the Public Commando book series, which is a great series. Um, up until I think until you get to maybe the next to last one, it kind of starts getting a little bit a <laughs> little bit different there. But yeah, you got the Public Commando series, it starts out with Bloodlines um just Karen Travis books. I know there's hard, a lot no, of hard conjecture with hard, hard contact. Bloodlines is the to see the Force. Yeah, you're right. Same loss. Awesome. Awesome. Same <laughs> awesome. Um There's a lot of conjecture with the Karen Travis stuff, I know, but uh, the, the stories themselves are fairly good. Um, the there Republic, are a lot of... oh sorry, go ahead. There's
3: a the Republic Commando video game, too.
2: Yeah, they're yeah, kind of coincided together. Oh,
4: time and they tie in with the, the, time the
2: time books. <laughs> the Republic Commando video game's a fun little... Uh, God, Grievous person. is so hard on that game. Oh, it took me forever. still have nightmares about that
0: level. Um, as far as novels go, um, if you're a fan of the prequels at all, um, Darth Plagueis is a must-read. Um, Darth Plagueis will make the prequels, even if you're a fan, ten times better. Um, I read Darth Plagueis right before Phantom Menace came out in 3D, and I seriously watched the movie completely different. Mm-hmm. It's a really fantastic book, um it's by James Lucino, Highly, highly, highly recommend it, especially if you're a fan of the Sith or Palpatine. Yeah, definitely, it's amazing. Um, I'd
2: I'd say if prequel, even if the prequels aren't your thing, you should uh, you should read *Plagueis*. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, Another one is the. Novelization for *Revenge of the Sith*. Yes,
2: I was just going to say that. Absolutely, <laughs>
5: the prologue alone will will change your entire perspective of the movie. Yeah.
2: My my one warning with reading Stover's <laughs> *Revenge of the Sith* is you will need a palette of Kleenex. Candy. Yes, absolutely.
5: <laughs> Anakin's fall of the dark side is so poetic in that novel compared to the movie. But there,
2: there are some uh, lines in that in that book which th- the book is kind of. alternate perspectives. Mm
5: -hmm. So it counts as the the, EU. Yes, it does.
2: It's looking at Revenge of the Sith from other points of view. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are some lines in there that, especially from like Obi-Wan, that are just gut wrenchers. So definitely go pick up that book, but be, be warned. It's like
5: the movie opens, you know, everyone knows Revenge of the Sith opens up with the war above Coruscant. So they actually go into, in the very prologue, they're talking about how everyone has this sense of dread that the war has come to their doorstep. And you really get the, like, all of a sudden Star Wars is human again. And you're like, holy crap, this is a war in these people's backyard and then they're scared and they're talking about everyone's watching the holiday and how scared they are. And then uh, they... The, right at the end of the prologue they say that uh, they see two hyperspace bubbles break out of the sky and they're like two Jedi starfighters, only two they only need two because Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi are on the scene and something like that and you're just like, I got goosebumps telling you about it right now, it's so
2: good and a question over here uh, oh. not close, oh okay that's no, a really hot mic alright <laughs>
3: <laughs> um
1: Less of a question again, and more of a like an additional recommendation um, you mentioned the Revenge of the Sith novelization, and it is brilliant. I agree um, there's also a really funny sequence where. Obi-Wan talks about Anakin's butt. But anyway.
4: Um <laughs> uh,
1: there, there's, a, there's another novel that's by James Luceno as well, um, who did Plagueis, that's set right before it called Labyrinth of Evil that I would also recommend. Yes. It's a very good lead-in to especially if you've seen Especially if you've seen Revenge of the Sith the film, it's a very good lead-in into the novel and the yeah.
0: But all that you,
2: stuff. you don't need to read Labyrinth of Evil. No, you don't need to read it.
1: It's just yeah. Cool. <laughs> and there's, another, there's actually another novel that comes right after Revenge of the Sith called Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader. Um, and they kind of work as a trilogy in a way. If you read Labyrinth of Evil, Revenge of the Sith, Novelization, and then Dark Lord, Rise of Darth Vader. It kind of works as a trilogy. All three of those novels I would highly recommend.
0: So I have a secret that I've never read the Revenge of the Sith Novelization just because I'm afraid I'm going to cry so much. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite quotes is from that book. Um, which is at the very end, and it's, the dark is generous and it is patient and it always wins, but in the heart of its strength lies its weakness. One lone candle is enough to hold it back. Love is more than a candle. Love can ignite the stars.
2: Seriously, Stover's prose in this book is great. Go get yourself a copy. And there is one more book we want to recommend from this era. It just released, and we're going to give a copy of this away, Kenobi by John Jackson Miller, and it is fantastic. It's... Uh, it, it, it's sort of an origin story from how uh, General Kenobi became Crazy Old Ben, and it is so, so wonderful. Uh, Nancy and I got advanced copies to review, and we could not put it down, and it killed us to wait until this last Tuesday to talk about it, because it's, it's such a good book. And if you don't win this copy, I'd highly encourage you to go onto Amazon, go to your bookstore, and go get it because this will be some of the finest Star Wars literature you read.
0: Yeah, and you re- you this is one book you really don't need to know anything other than seeing the prequels or you know just anything about Ben Kenobi knowing that who he was to understand this book. There are references to other um, works in the expanded universe, especially the Out- Outlander. Yeah. The Outlander comic um, but I've never read them and I read it and I understood it fine. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a great jumping in
5: point. It's also safely in a part of the timeline that is not going to be affected by the sequel trilogy. Yes. yes. So you can read it and say, I don't have to worry about deleting this from my memory in four years.
2: Well, we say that now, but then uh, Dis- Disney bought Lucasfilm and everything we knew got turned well, upside that's down. True. <laughs> but, you know... No, they, they did, yes. Yeah. So we definitely they, give them credit. We,
5: we haven't really seen what they've done with Marvel yet. They just distributed the Avengers. I <laughs> don't think they were involved in its production, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, we got Iron Man 3 out of it.
2: No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, question back there, sorry.
0: Go ahead. Oh, got a microphone. This isn't nervous at all. Um, I grew up with canon. I grew up with the movies. I mean, when I was young girl, I would lay in bed sick and watch the movies. And then meeting my fiance, he introduced me to the Mandalore side of it and quickly immersed me in his obsession, which was amazing. Yeah, I see that. I know, I know who you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In saying that, I hear you guys talk about the different books and the different series that you all enjoy. And I was just curious, what is more preferable to you storyline-wise? Do you enjoy reading more about the soldiers or the Force users or the Mandalorians themselves?
2: Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I tend, to, I tend to prefer reading stories about sort of the other people in the universe. Um, the grunts, the, uh, the soldiers, the people in the background, the non-Jedi who are going out there every day showing, proving the Whedon axiom, everyone can be a big damn hero. Uh, like the X-Wing novels, which we'll come to in a little bit, these are this is my favorite series uh, in the universe just because it explores the pilots and the soldiers who made the Rebellion and made the New Republic work.
0: All my favorite books I'm gonna talk about later <laughs> in the after Return of the Jedi part.
1: Uh, For me personally, I kind of fall on the other end of the spectrum as Brian. He kind of likes the background grunt type people that don't use the Force. I love the characters that do use the Force. To me, that's a huge part of Star Wars. Um, So when there's a novel about characters, there's no Jedi, there's no lightsabers, I kind of start to lose interest. Um, But that's just me personally. Uh, I know there's a lot of good books out there like the X-Wing books that don't really feature the Jedi. But for me, I love the Jedi. I love the Sith. I love hearing about how those religions developed and everything like that. So that's that's for me.
3: Um, I think I tend to prefer the non Jedi types to uh, X Wing and Republic Commando. Have both been some of my favorite series. I don't really
5: have a preference actually. I like because I actually like the Legacy of the Force novels a lot, and I think there's a decent mix of every single group in that in that series. Uh, but then I mean, being the huge. Fanatic that I am. I liked Bounty Hunter Wars a whole lot, so. But uh, who knows what's going to be left of that here in a couple of years. <laughs> but it was good at the time. KW Jeter, if buy a Bofet fan, we'll get to that
4: in a minute. I tend to be more of a fan of the non force user types, too, just because, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I never was a big uh, Superman fan or anything like that. I always liked Batman and Iron Man and the guys that had to kind of make their own. You know, make their own superpowers happen with technology. So I'm not a big, uh, I've just never been a big Jedi fan. Wasn't a Luke Skywalker fan, you know, when I was little, I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater when I was five years old. And you know, I cried when Boba Fett in the Starlight movie. <laughs> <laughs> died to me, he was still alive. He made it out when the movie was over, you know. So, um, you know, yeah, not a big Jedi fan, but I love the background characters. I think they kind of add a richness to. The telling of the stories. You know, not every story has to be about the great Jedi or the great Sith or whatever. I mean, I think at some point you kind of reach critical mass, but it's like, oh my god, we got another Jedi story? we we'll love it, Jesus! You know, but I'd rather have a story. Don't throw anything at me, but maybe about Jar Jar Binks or something. <laughs> or another Jedi Dude. story.
2: Bo all right. Coming so, to you spring 2015, Binks <laughs> by Voda McIntyre. He's
4: getting his new spin off movie, you know? It's going to be a Binks oh. spin off movie. I'm just kidding. But anyway.
3: Uh, I like the Skywalker stuff. I read all the post Return of the Jedi stuff that follows, you know, Luke Leia on and all their kids, that's what I started in the expanded universe on, and I grew up with that and even in its diminished quality lately with Made of the Jedi and things like that, uh, that's still what I really enjoy is following the Skywalkers
2: Yeah, so uh, the next era is an era that's actually kind of surprisingly new to be developed and it's the Rebellion era Uh, zero year, or right from the Battle of Yavin to five years after, and there hadn't been a whole lot of material I mean there was like the no, There were a couple of movies the, well, the, um, well as far as expanded universe <laughs> material goes yeah, I'm not sure have you seen them Like A New Hope, <laughs> so uh, Empire, see? Jedi Good yeah, movies I, think I recommend them A lot of
0: kids who haven't uh-huh.
2: um, But uh, there, there is some new stuff that's co- That has come out And is coming out that's really worth picking up uh, One is uh, Scoundrels By Timothy Zahn If you ever wanted a Han Solo and Lando Calrissian Ocean's Eleven style heist caper Oh, that book is for you. Yeah.
0: And that's another novel you don't need to know anything about. Um, just watch New Hope and go straight into it. Um, there is some stuff they take in from the expanded universe, but he did a really um, good job making sure you don't need to know anything. You can just step right in. Um, and this era is really popular right now. I think it's, again, because it's they can... They, yeah, it's safe. Um, there's a series <laughs> called Empire and Rebellion that's uh, coming out... Um, <laughs> Razor's Edge um, is the first one. I I made a mistake on my syllabus, I realize. Uh, Razor's Edge by Martha Wells is uh, coming out at the end of the month. Um, It's all about Leia. Um, Yay. In uh, Honor Among Thieves by uh, James S.A. Corey. I don't know if you've heard of them. They wrote uh, the, um, uh, what's the first one? Leviathan Wakes is a popular science fiction novel out um, and their sequels. Uh, they're writing a Han-centric novel. And then, uh, I made a mistake on the syllabus, it's actually a novel by Kevin Hearn, which is a Luke-centric. So there's three of them so far. Um, don't know if we'll get more of them. I'm personally hoping for the Wedge Antilles novel, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there, there we go I, I really want a novel about Red Squadron Oh me too
2: <laughs> um, One of our uh, reviewers at our blog Just finished an advanced copy of Razor's Edge And loved it So take that for what you will But it looks to be another pretty good release To uh, pick up And it is going. To, it is another one of those books That you don't need any expanded universe context To get into Just pick it up and go yeah.
5: And Absolutely the biggest, biggest thing to hit this era that's expanded universe is going to be uh, Shadows of the Empire, which uh, I mean, 1996, the Lucasfilm pulled off the one of the greatest really marketing schemes that any company franchise has ever pulled off where they had games, toys, comics, books, all about a movie and the movie didn't exist. So we get characters like Dash Rundar out of that. We got uh, uh, a very big Boba Fett storyline in that where he's taking Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt. Uh, who are some other new characters in that series? Uh, Xizor. Xizor. Yeah, Xizor. Oh, the whole huge. Feline species. Yeah. yeah, so you get the Black Sun, which is a new underworld syndicate. So, the I Black mean, that... the who showed Dash up Rindar.
0: in Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah,
5: So, I mean, there's a whole series of games that came out with that, obviously. I mean, most of it's called Shadows of the Empire. And then, I mean, especially for like people my age from who were born in, like, mid to late 80s yeah. you, a lot of us got into Star Wars because of Shadows of the Empire so that's big
2: yeah it was Rebel Assault 2 for me you had a better entry point
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, go ahead
2: Oh, God. Oh, I love Dark yeah. Kyle Katarn is my boy. Yeah, Kyle
0: Katarn. Oh,
2: the, uh, Chuck, Kyle Katarn, the Chuck Norris of the Galaxy Fire. Can we just remake way.
5: that game? Can we just remake Jedi Knight, please? Oh, absolutely. You know, they say that beneath
2: oh. Kyle Katarn's beard isn't a chin but another fist. <laughs> 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 uh, I,
4: made
3: a mess. I was
2: so glad when they brought oh. him back um, later.
3: Yeah, the
5: expanded universe. And they expanded universe. Um, He's on the council at that point. Yep. Yeah. Are there any books that you would... Uh, Tell people to avoid at all costs during this era oh.
0: Yes, and we'll get to that later <laughs> um,
2: uh, Oh, one last book in this era uh, Another Matthew Stover novel It's Towards the Tail End But Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor
0: Yeah, this takes place six years after six, six months after Return of the Jedi So again, it's a novel you don't need to know a lot about jumping into um, If you're a Luke Skywalker fan um, This is the novel um, the, I, people who are Luke fans have a lot of uh, um, disagreements with how he's portrayed in later books, but this is, this is amazing. Um, and uh, if you're a fan of Matthew Stover, definitely definitely read this book. Backing up to the prequel era, um, there's outbound flight, uh, Timothy's on. I, I didn't put that on the list because I kind of feel like you have to have read the Thrawn trilogy before you read Outbound Flight, but that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, if you if you if you read Thrawn trilogy and you end up liking it, I would say basically go read anything Timothy Zahn has ever written because <laughs> it's basically yeah. everything about Thrawn.
5: Actually, I mean, I mean, I know we're getting to that era right now, but. I mean, if you were to tell someone, how would I get into Star Wars EU? You'd go, Air, the Trilogy. Empire, yeah. <laughs> Air the That's Empire. your starting point. That's the first Star- book you Star want
0: to read. Star Wars fans disagree about a lot of things, but I think pretty much everyone can agree if you want to read Expanded Universe, start with the On Trilogy. That's right.
5: Um, the graphic novelization is even really good.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, not so much invalidated, but the not date system—the yeah. <laughs> date system didn't quite line up, but the the macro plot yeah. details of the book are fine.
0: I actually read Heir to the Empire* right after *Avenger: The Sith* came out for like the third time, and I was like really surprised at how much it held up. Like, there's only a few things that kind of don't mess up, and they've uh, made retcons for all of that. If you become a fan of the Expanded Universe, retcons will be your best friend.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And well, that does bring us neatly into the next era, the New Republic era, from around five years after the Battle of Yavin to 25 years after, Uh, essentially this is recapturing Coruscant from the Empire, forming the New Republic, uh, forming the Jedi Academy, the end of the Galactic Civil War, all that jazz. And yes, like we all said, in this era, and really in the Expanded Universe in general, start with Heir to the Empire.
0: Yeah. And the reason for that is that it was the first one written, so even though it takes place after a lot of the books um, chronologically, because um, it was the first one written, you don't need to know any history. You can just jump right from the movie straight into it. I really wish we had a copy to give away, but we don't. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much the start. Um, keep in mind, though, when you read a lot of this post-Return of the Jedi, Expanded Universe, that Look at the publication date first before you start reading it because you might. I know a lot of people start reading these books and then they get mad that there's a lot of inconsistencies and they question why, um, not realizing that the prequels hadn't come out yet. So like we didn't know that Jedi didn't get married. So in here you have books where Jedi get married, um, and you just have to go with the flow and figure that's that's what we knew.
2: So we're finally in our wheelhouse. <laughs> um, so. Obviously, one of the series we'd recommend is uh, Heir to the Empire, the Thrawn Trilogy*, Heir to the Empire, uh, Dark, Dark Force, Rising. Force Rising, Last Command. Timothy Zahn, great books. Get them, you'll love them. My recommendation for this era is the X-Wing series, which focuses on the life trials and tribulations of one Wedge Antilles. <laughs> it sounds, it's so much better than it sounds, trust me. <laughs> no, wedge, uh, is awesome. wedge is, is awesome. Wedge is great, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but
5: that man he, blew up two Death Stars though, yeah. right? <laughs> two Death Stars
0: <laughs> That's what um, Timothy Zahn uh, When he uh, If you've read the, the Annotated Heir to the Empire version He said the reason that he put Wedge In the book is because anyone who blew up two Death Stars Is good enough to be in his book So if he hadn't included them In uh, him and Rogue Squadron In Thrawn trilogy we, we wouldn't have had X-Wing So Thanks, Tim.
2: But yeah, this series is great because it focuses on the sort of background characters that make the universe work. Uh, it's all the first four books are about Rogue Squadron, written by Mike Stackpole, uh, Wedge Antilles. It introduces a very important uh, player in the expanded universe, Corrin Horn. Um, so if you're gonna if you're gonna go on later, you may want to pick this up, pick this series up, read about Corrin, and. Uh, Honestly, if you skip this because there's no Jedi, well, there's not an overabundance of Jedi in it, you're really missing out on some of the yeah. finest uh, literature in the Star Wars universe.
0: Yeah, especially because if you come in later on, like in the Legacy of the Force books and all that, Korin and uh, um, several other the Jedi that are f- featured in um, the Wraith Squadron books end up being uh, Jedi, like on the Jedi Council and in, in the New Jedi Order. So yeah, Kyle, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Tarn. So you'll be kind of lost if you don't um, read them. Another I didn't mention um, when talking about Thrawn Trilogy, but I'd be remiss considering my my shirt. Uh, if you don't read Thrawn Trilogy, you will not meet Mara Jade, and she's kind of important because she ends up marrying Luke Skywalker. <laughs> spoiler
2: And that's yeah, not- let's hope we keep her. Okay, that's not a, that's not a spoiler yeah. <laughs> because the moratorium on that one ended about twenty years ago. <laughs> that's that's really my
5: one hope for these new movies is that just don't. Don't disav- don't get rid of any characters that are vitally important. <laughs> tell the story that you want to tell, but don't delete. This is Han and Leia's one son, Fred. No, <laughs> I don't. That's I disagree.
4: <laughs>
5: There's three of them.
4: Yeah.
5: Um, Fred Solo. Yeah, Fre- uh, the uh, the Throne trilogy uh, graphic novelization is actually really really good too. Um, it doesn't hit every single point that the books do. Uh, but there's actually a, a pretty uh, there's a good tear-jerking moment there where um, Leia's wandering around and what palace is she in?
4: Imperial Palace?
5: Yeah, the Imperial Palace and there's a big mural of Natalie Portman as Padme because they had already cast Padme when they, right before they did it so Leia's sitting there in her like some fancy, I mean she's pregnant at the time with Anakin?
0: Jason and Jane. Oh, it was a
5: Jason and Jane. Yeah, uh, so she was with Anakin in Dark Empire so uh, but behind her is a big mural of of Natalie Portman as Padme, and you're like, oh, they are still together."
0: <laughs> the thing about this era is it's really, really crowded. There's yeah. a lot of books that took that came out in this era, and they didn't come out in chronological order. Or so basically, you have novels that kind of don't make sense, um, but. A warrior. Yeah, Waru. I'll praise Waru. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if you're feeling particular, if you're feeling like a glutton for abuse, go pick up The Crystal Star.
0: <laughs> that, Grown. Case in point books, you want to avoid <laughs> The Crystal Star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Heir to the Empire and uh, Dark Horse Rising and Last Command, those are pretty much where you start. If you want to read the X-Wing books, there's nine of them, now ten, but the Tenth book is yeah, the, later. The
2: original run was nine books, yeah. and they're nine of the best books you're going to pick up.
0: Yeah.
5: Um, is there a consensus on how to say Jorus, Kaboth Saboth? How do you say that?
0: I think it's Saboth. It's Saboth.
5: Saboth. He and he and Thrawn are pretty much the two antagonists. Do you, do you
0: know back there how to say it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah.
5: We can ask him later today, so, actually.
0: Yes, yeah, he's going to be him. here later <laughs> yeah, today. We ask can ask him. him. <laughs> someone
5: asked him that question. Also,
0: someone asked him to pronounce Borskfalia's name. Because Borskfalia. that's the other one. I know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this um, Thrawn trilogy is also really important because it introduces a lot of characters um, besides Mara and Thrawn and all that who come into play later. Uh, Borskfalia becomes chief of state and everyone hates him because mm-hmm. he's awesome, meaning he's terrible. <sighs> Um, a lot of the Jedi come out. Jason and Jaina are born in the last book. If you don't know who Jason not and Jaina Fred. are. Not, not Fred. Fred. Not Jason Fred. and Jaina Solo are born at the end of, in the last command, back when they're sweet and innocent little babies.
2: <laughs> and one, sorry, I'm just going to keep plugging this series. <laughs> one last note about this series. <laughs> one last note about that series. The author changes at book five. Don't stop when the author yeah. changes. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, so before, that-
1: before we leave this era, if you're into, into something that's a little bit more quirky, um, and if you like comics, you could check out the Dark Empire comics. Now, I know a lot of people <laughs> don't like them. I know you well, guys don't like series. them. But I, I'm, it's a very nostalgic series for me. Um, one of the first EU things that I read in the early 90s. Um, it's real different, and it's real quirky. The artwork is really quirky. But if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. Um, Basically, Luke goes to the dark side, and the Emperor is cloned. Yeah. So, pretty crazy type of story, but I found it pretty entertaining. It's so. actually
0: one of the first comics that came out, so it is pretty pretty important to the EU. Um, and Anakin Solo is born in the series, uh, Han and Leia's third child.
1: Yeah, So bef- yeah, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there for anyone that's maybe a
5: little bit more adventurous. It's also the, fir- the first reappearance of Boba Fett after getting out of the
2: Sarlacc. So uh, He's mad. So, uh, <laughs> so moving through the last two points real quick. Um, from here we get on to points that are kind of hard to jump into yeah. unless you've read the stuff before. The first of those eras is the New Jedi Order era. Uh, this was when the contract switched from Bantam Spectra to Del Rey. And... Uh, I would call New Jedi Order something akin to like those big Marvel events, Civil War, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. It was a big multi-book thing,
0: nineteen
2: books, and yeah, nineteen books. And uh, start at the beginning if you're going to read there. Vector Prime, and yeah, someone dies. <laughs> Parts of it are
5: really sad.
2: Yeah, yeah much darker. Space. It is
5: a what. It's a like a Game of Thrones Whedon version of kill all your favorite characters. I mean, don't Everyone don't get attached dies. to anybody.
3: I mean, who? Well, wait we on. Yeah. It's a I big departure from all the stuff before it. And, you know, they were still fighting the Empire, and Jason and Jaina were getting kidnapped all the time. But then, when New Jedi Order started, they introduced a whole new alien race from outside of the galaxy the he the to, come in to be the antagonist. It's Star Wars Borg. In, Star Borg. Yeah, <laughs> So it's just, it's a nice change of pace if you're looking for something that isn't, you know, cis versus Jedi or rebels versus Imperials. Sure. A uh, question over there. Just shout it out at us.
4: Okay. Is this the era that
0: Darth Krayt comes into? That's, no, that's the next era. Leg- yeah.
2: Which we'll jump into next, the legacy era. Darth um,
0: okay.
2: It was certainly around during the Jedi. That's true. It yeah, was, it, it wasn't around was,
4: during, was, during but, the Clone Wars. Yeah, w- it was, was around,
2: but didn't wasn't really uh, Spoilers. developed Spoilers. until Spoilers. the Legacy. Spoilers. So, New Jedi Order encompassed uh, 25 to 40 years after the Battle of Yavin. Legacy is 40 and on. Uh, the The, seri- the mainline series that showed up at this point were Legacy of the Force uh fate of the jedi and uh the legacy comics and sorry question
3: here uh uh, i noticed you all you didn't say much about the jedi academy series is that something you're not very happy with i mean that was one of my favorite series when i was growing
2: up
0: Um, i like the concept of it i'm not a fan of a big fan of the series but i do agree it's kind of important to read if you keep if you want to keep going um, the Jedi Academy ser- series is, is a trilogy where Luke forms a Jedi Academy, and basically he finds a bunch of Jedi to come and train. And um, a lot of most a lot of the Jedi in that series end up sticking around and forming the later Jedi Council. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely important if you keep if you keep on reading. Um, the only thing is, I you kind of have to read. It, after Thrawn Trilogy you, I, I, I wouldn't recommend jumping into The Jedi Academy Trilogy Because you might be kind of yeah. confused
2: you, you can definitely read it, but for the sake of this panel We were kind of limiting to a start points for the era And Jedi Academy was close, but not quite A start point Yeah, you needed some previous context that, Yeah, but, if
0: you read Thrawn, re, I would say read Thrawn Trilogy Then you can read Jedi Academy Trilogy And another book um, that's I really like It's called I, Jedi it's also by Michael Sackpole, and it's about um, Corrin Horn, who uh, in- in- is introduced in Rogue Squadron. It's also the only Star Wars book written in first person. So,
2: Very, very cool, very yeah. unique book. Well, Just last thing, some recommendations in the Legacy era. Again, you need so much previous knowledge to get into this. There's not too much I can recommend as quick jumping in points, but uh, there's Legacy of the Force Betrayal. It's basically
0: the first books in these series, which is Legacy of the Force and Fate of the Jedi. Yeah,
2: um,
0: they they kind of summarize what has happened before, um, and also um, if you read the X-wing books and you really like them, uh, the tenth book is called Mercy Kill, and it takes place right after the Fate of the Jedi series. Um, and I would say actually you could you could probably read that as a standalone if you haven't read the other books
2: and also the legacy comics there's a bunch of them there's just started a new legacy series which i haven't read yet but i've heard so nothing but glowing praise of um, and yes yeah, sir. question
3: up here does darth does darth appear in anything other
0: than the legacy comics he, well, yes yeah. but we can't tell
2: sad. you what yeah, <laughs> so.
3: uh, you spoil it Name.
0: if you read the legacy comics it'll tell you who he who he was that's actually
5: one of the one of my favorite parts of that is yeah. is who yeah. you learn who he is
2: so so uh with that how about we give away some books yeah Yeah. uh do we have the uh oh the lunchbox
4: of